Hey friends, and welcome to episode 125 of It's About Time, a podcast sharing stories and strategies to inspire better work, life, and balance. I'm your host, time management coach, Anna Dearman Cornick, and today's episode is all about teamwork. We've all heard before that teamwork makes the dream work, right? Well, if teamwork makes the dream work, then accountability makes the dream accomplished. I mean, it doesn't exactly have the same ring to it, but the point is, it's true. A study by the American Society of Training and Development found that if you have a specific accountability appointment with a person you've committed to, in other words, if you have an accountability partner with regular check-ins, your chance of success jumps all the way up to 95%. 95% is nearly 100%, and I sure like those odds. A lot of times when we approach goal setting or we've set out to do something new or different, or maybe we want to become more productive or use our time better, once we've set the goal and made sure it's smart, you know, we've made sure it's specific, measurable, attainable, or adventurous, relevant, and time-bound, we feel like our work is done. Okay, goal set. Now let's start doing the work. But even if you've got a goal set written down, vision board created, you're not truly setting yourself up for success until you've got accountability in place. You can use every productivity hack or time management trick in the book, but if you really, truly, 100% honestly want to make something happen, whether it's a big dream, a medium-sized goal, or a small task on your to-do list, accountability has got to be a part of your equation. So in this episode, I'm sharing why accountability is absolutely necessary when you want to make things happen. You'll hear three reasons why accountability is actually more important than productivity. You'll hear how your personality plays a role in finding accountability that works for you. And I'll tell you where to find the accountability that you're craving. And because I know you're probably making the most of your time and you're listening in the car while you're running errands or you're doing stuff around the house, I know it might be a little inconvenient for you to stop what you're doing and take notes. But don't worry, I've got you covered. You can find all the details from this episode over in the show notes, plus links to any of the resources or related episodes I'll mention. And today's show notes can be found over at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 125. All right, it's about time we get started. So let's get this show on the road. You're listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Around here, we believe that busy is not a badge of honor. Your host, Anna Dearman Cornick, is here to share tips and strategies to help you make the most of your time. Listen in on real conversations and success stories to find out how other go-getters are getting things done. If you're ready to step away from the overwhelm and spend your time on what matters most, then you're in the right place. Here's your host, time management coach, Anna Dearman Cornick. Hey there. Before we dive into this episode, I want to let you know that the clock is ticking for you to join the It's About Time Academy as a founding member. 
The It's About Time Academy is a new approach to time management that combines coaching and community with a members-only private podcast that you can learn from anytime, anywhere. I'm currently welcoming founding members into the Academy until 11.59 p.m. Central on Tuesday, May 24th. If you want to live with confidence, clarity, and intention, if you want to step into each week feeling calm and prepared, if you want a time management coach in your pocket and a community of friends supporting you and cheering you on along the way, don't miss out on this limited time opportunity to join the It's About Time Academy. The clock is ticking. It's about time you join us inside the It's About Time Academy. Head over to AnnaDKornick.com forward slash academy to join as a founding member before doors close. All right, now let's dive into the episode. First, let's get clear on what exactly accountability is and how it works. Accountability is defined as the acceptance of responsibility for one's own actions. An accountability partner is someone who's going to hold you responsible for keeping your commitment. Accountability partnerships can take many different forms. You can get accountability from a single partner, sometimes called an accountability buddy. You can be accountable to a group, such as a support group, your fellow members in a group coaching program or a community. You can work with a coach to get accountability or ask a mentor to hold you accountable to something you're working toward. There's no one-size-fits-all method for accountability, but whatever size or shape you decide to pursue, accountability of some form is critical to achieving your goals. Whether those goals are personal, like getting physically fit or saving for retirement or a big investment, or maybe they're professional or business-oriented, like launching a new product or completing an important project or getting that promotion you've had your eye on. In the corporate world, one-on-ones with your manager are often a form of accountability because you're reporting to your manager on a regular basis the status of your projects. This consistent reporting is what keeps the team and the company as a whole moving forward. Someone actually asked me recently, what's more important when it comes to reaching your goals and following through with your plans? Is it productivity or accountability? And that's a really great question. And even though I'm a time management coach and a self-identified productivity nerd, my answer will always be accountability. Yeah, you heard me right. When it comes to accomplishing our goals, accountability is actually way more important than productivity. Back in episode 93, you heard me say that cobbling together a bunch of productivity or time management hacks isn't the same as having a strategy or a good system in place. And it's also not a substitute for accountability. And here are three reasons why accountability is more important than productivity when it comes to making progress on your big goals. First, checking in with someone regularly urges you to take action. Even when you're using time management strategies like time blocking and task batching, if you decide not to stick to your time blocks, you're the only person you're letting down in the process, at least most of the time. When you know you've got to report your progress to your accountability partner, you're less likely to be willing to let them down. So you take action to avoid causing disappointment. Second, checking in with someone regularly helps you measure your progress. 
in order to report to your accountability partner, you've got to let them know what you've done since the last time you met. That means you've got to track your progress somehow. And when you see progress, you feel a win. And when you feel a win, you want to keep winning. This sets off a chain reaction of motivation that keeps you moving forward. Third and finally, checking in with someone regularly helps you figure out your next step. Sure, using a habit tracker and marking an X in a calendar box might show you your progress, but a habit tracker isn't going to have a conversation with you about how things are going. And it's not going to share a new perspective you might not have considered, but friends in an accountability community will. You can't ask a time block for advice, and your morning routine isn't going to give you recommendations. So, we've established that accountability is the secret sauce to getting things done, both big or small. But did you know that your personality impacts the type of accountability that works best for you? Okay, y'all, so I know we could all probably use a little more time in our day, right? You're no stranger to busy schedules and intentionally filling them up to the brim because you just have so much to get done. But sometimes it feels like you don't really ever have the time to just slow down and enjoy the simple things. Simple things like when my toddlers are giggling and playing nicely together in the backyard, or when a Sunday afternoon nap sounds too good to pass up. We all want more time to enjoy these kinds of things, right? Well, if you love personality quizzes like I do, then you're in for a treat. In my new quiz, which you can take for free at AnnaDCornick.com forward slash quiz, I'm helping you uncover what it will take to get you from chaos to calm, to finally feel like you have space in your days. I know it can feel downright frustrating to keep using the same old time management strategies that just don't seem to work for you. You've got the planners, the calendars, apps, you're doing all the things, but you still feel like you have no time. And that's because you need time management strategies that work for your personality and your life. In my 10 plus years working in crisis communications and chaos management, and all the time I've spent with my clients, I've learned that everyone has their own needs. And knowing what those needs are can really help you discover the best approach to planning your days. Knowing yourself can help you ease up busy schedules, and find more calm and clarity in your week. Do you wanna know how to get there? To have more breathing room in your days? Let's figure out your time management personality type so you can uncover exactly what you need to do to feel more productive, less stressed, and more balanced. You can take the quiz at AnnaDCornick.com forward slash quiz, and I'll make sure to link to the quiz in our show notes. All right, on with the show. In Gretchen Rubin's book, Better Than Before, one of my favorites, she introduces her four tendencies framework. And yes, she actually has a separate book called The Four Tendencies, but Better Than Before is when she introduces the four tendencies. The book itself is all about habits, and if you haven't read it yet, hands down, it is my favorite book about habits. And yes, I love it even more than James Clear's Atomic Habits. Anyway, She introduces the four tendencies, 
And each of the four tendencies describes how you respond to expectations. And she says that knowing our tendency can help us set up situations in ways that make it more likely for us to follow through. So it's essentially another framework for understanding your personality, kind of like the Myers-Briggs or StrengthsFinder. It helps you create more awareness. And in this case, it helps you create more awareness about how you respond to expectations. So here are the four different types, what she calls the four tendencies. They are upholders, obligers, questioners, and rebels. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about each one and then include an accountability strategy that works well for each type. So listen closely and see if you can figure out which one you are. First, upholders. Upholders easily meet inner and outer expectations. They highly value follow through and they're great accountability partners for other people. You'll rarely have to worry about an upholder letting you down. A great accountability strategy for an upholder would be to schedule accountability check-ins with their buddy or to make sure they have a regular meeting set with their accountability community. Questioners. Questioners meet inner expectations, but they're not a fan of outer expectations. So basically, they'll do something if they want to do it, if it makes sense to them, but they're not a big fan of when other people put expectations on them. So in fact, questioners question everything, and they hate anything arbitrary. A questioner is not going to respond well to someone who says, because I said so, or that's just the way it is. They put a high value on reason, research, and information. So an important accountability strategy for a questioner is to be sure that they can answer why. Why do I need accountability? And then to be crystal clear about what the accountability expectations are with their buddy. That means regular check-ins with clear expectations about what the check-in will look like. If it's vague, the questioner will be less likely to stick to it. Um, I'm a questioner, by the way. I am always asking why. Next is obligers. Obligers struggle to meet inner expectations, but they're great at meeting outer expectations. In other words, they can do just about anything if they know that someone else is counting on them, but they have trouble following through when it's just for themselves. External accountability is more important for obligers than any other type. Because without an outer expectation, someone holding them accountable, someone holding their feet to the fire and checking in with them, following through will be very challenging. And if that sounds familiar, I'll let you know that most people are obligers. And finally, rebels. Rebels resist both inner and outer expectations. Rebels are basically like, you can't tell me what to do, but they also struggle to tell themselves what to do. Rebels place a very high value on their identity and freedom. So to make accountability the most successful, a rebel's gotta make whatever they're working toward a part of their identity, even if it's not technically a part of their identity yet. 
If you've read Atomic Habits by James Clear, I mentioned this book a little while ago, this probably sounds familiar. Using phrasing like, I am someone who runs every day, or I am someone who checks in with my accountability partner. That type of identity-focused language is key for rebels. So I think we can agree that accountability isn't just a nice-to-have. It's necessary. If you really want to cross the finish line on your biggest, most important goals and dreams, having a true accountability setup is absolutely essential. But if it's such a no-brainer, if we know that having accountability makes us 95% more likely to achieve our goals, then why don't more of us have accountability partners with regular meetings set up? A lot of times, it's because we don't know who to ask. Or we're afraid to ask someone because maybe we're worried what they'll think. Or we don't know anyone who we think would understand. Maybe we don't have a community of like-minded friends that we can go to to cheer us on or give us feedback or hold our feet to the fire. One thing I've really learned in the last six months is the importance of having a community of support and accountability. A community that's working towards similar goals and invested in each other's success. About six months ago, I created a small community of women with the shared goal of growing professionally, growing our businesses, learning together, and supporting each other along the way. Before coming together, each of us felt kind of alone. We didn't have anyone to bounce ideas, talk through challenges, or get support and encouragement as we struggled on the path to our goals. Now, as a result of being in this community, we've all crossed finish lines together. We take pride in each other's accomplishments, and when one of us wins, it feels like we've all won because we're all a part of the ride together. And we all agree that we've pushed ourselves, we've learned more, and we've grown more than we would have alone. That's the power of accountability in a community. After having this amazing experience myself, I knew that I wanted a way to bring community to other go-getters who want the same kind of support, encouragement, advice, motivation, and most importantly, accountability. And that's one of the reasons why I created the It's About Time Academy, a one-of-a-kind coaching community. The community is truly at the heart of this program because it brings together women who want to learn, grow, and support each other. If community and accountability is something that you want, you are invited to join our community as a founding member, the It's About Time Academy community. But the clock is ticking. Doors to the It's About Time Academy are open until Tuesday, May 24th at 11.59 p.m. And then I'll be closing the doors to founding members so I can roll out the welcome mat and focus on serving. To learn more about the It's About Time Academy and how to become a founding member, you can head straight to abouttimepodcast.com forward slash academy. One of the primary reasons for opening the academy is to make time management more accessible It shouldn't cost thousands of dollars and years of mistakes and going at it alone to design a life you love and to spend your time on what matters most. All right, there you have it. Accountability is the one thing you need to cross any finish line. Productivity alone won't get you there. 
and your personality can impact how you approach accountability. Fortunately, there's a community of go-getters waiting to cheer you on and hold you accountable inside the It's About Time Academy. As always, all of the details from today's episode can be found in the show notes at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 125. All right, that's it for today. Thanks so much for tuning in and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Head over to www.abouttimepodcast.com to join the conversation. Check out the show notes and dive into bonus content so you can start living your best life today. Love this episode? Be sure to share it with a friend, subscribe, and leave a review. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you in the next episode.